What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's post-show analysis of Square Enix's E3 2019 live press conference. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That is Greg Miller. We Hi. are Kind of Funny Games. If you're unfamiliar with us, you can go to youtube.com slash games. You can stay right here on twitch.tv slash games. Click the follow button that's on the screen somewhere here. We do daily shows about video games. We do daily shows about a lot of other stuff too, including movies, TV, music, comic books, just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that our core stuff that might be of interest to you is Kind of Funny Funny Games Daily each and every weekday on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 10 a.m. We come to you with all of the video game news that you need to know. Uh, it's really great. There's also another show we do, Kind of Funny Games Cast. We talk weekly about the games that we've been playing, big topics in the industry, things of that nature. Um, this show right now is a perfect example of the type of conversations that we would have. We're going to get right into it. We are reviewing Square's press conference, their first real press conference in a very long time. Do you remember when the last one was? The la- I mean, the last one was 2015, I want to say, of them on, sorry, 2016 of them on stage. Huh, okay. Yeah. You're not doing, like, the direct model? Yeah, the direct, we had the direct model last year, and that was very, very bad. Um, I would say, I want to start this one off. I think this is easily the best conference. Granted, going into it, I knew it would be for me, having Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers both. I was impressed by what I saw. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, never ever expected we'd see that. Um, so that was a, a very cool surprise. Ton of other remastered games in there that definitely don't speak to me, but people are going to be stoked about them. The Romancing Saga games come to the West for the first time. Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, like a first real look at it. Um, like all you this stuff is great. Question? What's up? You're saying that you think it's the best conference. Are you talking about for you or overall? I think both. Oh, I wow. think easily both. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we got the beginning of this was 15 minutes of real gameplay of a yep, game with great. a dope trailer with the release date. We ended this with a with a pretty big blowout of Avengers, which is going to be a huge game. No gameplay. That's a, definitely a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but through this ton of announcements, ton of uh, games we didn't know about, there were brand new announcements here, ton of remasters. Like I just feel like it kind of had... It had a lot in it. Um, definitely had pacing issues. Definitely, uh, many of the trailers went on two to three times Way as long as long. they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like we were talking about UB earlier, and it's like they had a Watchdogs Watchdogs demo that like was like, oh, cool. At least you had this. I feel like this conference, in terms of production value, in terms of what they showed, how they showed the stuff, and gameplay to back it up, and announcements, and release dates, they kind of came with the heat in a way that I don't think any of the other conferences mm. did. Hmm. Andy. Yeah, I'd, I disagree. I just thought a lot of the games just don't speak to me. I thought there, the middle was way too long. There was way too much filler, I feel, for games that obviously don't speak to me, but also way too, just, they were way too long. The, a few of the videos had to have been, I don't know, it felt like four or five minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I get. I agree with you, Tim. They started off strong and they ended strong. Um, but aside from that, I, yeah, I just don't really, I don't care much about JRPGs to begin with, so... This I kind of knew this wasn't going to rank very high for me. Uh, Avengers, super excited about it. It looks great. Um, I love that they... I think they did the right thing to sort of showcase the voice actors because that I think they recognize how much gamers care about who are sure. voicing these characters that they love. So I think that was a good idea, but uh, we got to the games as a service part towards the end. I kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of there. questions. There's we'll a lot see. of questions. We'll about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I disagree as well, Tim. I don't think it was a good conference. Uh, I think that yes, yeah, I didn't say it was a good conference. 
I want that clip. You, okay, your I, I don't think it was think, the best overall. Oh, no. what do you think was better than this? I think I think Bethesda I was more Bethesda fun was than this. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! I think this started man. strong and ended strong, and I thought it got stuck in the mud. Like I, I was, oh god, I, god. I mean, and again, what we talk all the time about, hey, our personal biases versus like what we're talking about. Obviously, the majority of the games in the middle, I don't care about. I'm just not that kind of gamer. But even beyond that, I thought just the pay we were just stuck in them forever. I felt for and that's that's what I was seeing people who I know care about these kind of games talking about online as well. I just I mean, I felt like that whole middle section, yeah. I mean, Life is Strange already out, you know, Octopath, okay, it's on PC, we already know that. The Dragon Quest Builders thing going on forever, uh, all these different things coming out. Uh, just we were just there forever and ever and ever. And it was to the point that knowing that Avengers is coming, you saw the chat and I think public sentiment on Twitter turn into like, what the fuck? Like, why are they they're milking this for everything? They're worth and I think that shines through and the, they were just putting a bunch of stuff in there again you have to show what you have I understand you have a bunch of wares but I think they just took too long on all these different things in terms of where we were going this is like for sure one that and I was just like oh my god like I'm ready to leave yeah well I think that's also the fact that it is 724 and we've been here in the heat all day I think in terms of pacing in terms of if we apples to apples if we were to look at the games that they showed like there was a, a lot more new announcements like we there was Outriders here summer 2020 that's a, a western game that we hadn't heard about so we're getting new IPs here we're um, also getting a, a lot of release dates and what's Outriders about the Outriders was the uh, people can fly and what's game. it about I don't know. Outriders was a, <laughs> well, no, but a I mean, that's the same thing as Bethesda showing like their new IPs. It's like cool. Death Loop looked cool, right? Like yeah. I'm super hyped for that. But it's like that we don't know what that game is either. I mean, I feel like we knew more about it coming off of it in terms of these two characters in a loop going time loop having to kill each other. There's other things. We had the thing about first person gameplay and paragraph to read off of that. Yeah, I think there was Whereas a lot they, of decisions. It, it was the fact that decisions. they showed Outriders and you're like, cool, it's Mad Max. It's supposed to like, I don't know. And then we went to a, hey, now we're going to talk to the development team or like a guy came on stage and then we went to a package about the development team that people can fly and I'm still like, you're not saying anything. You're talking, but you're not saying anything. Yeah. Why I mean, are you shooting time? Game. I feel like it's all we need to know, right? With seeing that, seeing the style, I feel like I feel like we know equal amounts about Deathloop and that I just think that Deathloop spoke to us more as a style that we like, but it, but also it, it looked was, like Mad Max. It looked like Stranger Things. It looked like these, like, I feel like we know what that game's going to end up being. Yeah. And also from the pedigree of those, those guys, like, yeah, I just thought we had just, we stuck way too long on a lot of games that obviously it doesn't help that I don't care about them, but you know. I, I wouldn't have minded a, a huge sort of, uh, you know, sizzle reel of a lot of the different games that, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen Online, I know a lot of people care about that, but, God, that video was way too long as well. Just like Gra Dragon Quest Builders was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the majority of the American audience, including me sitting here, was just like, get to Avengers. Holy shit, this is taking so long, dude. Yeah. And that's the, t and that's the problem you have when you have a stacked palette and of game or i guess you know a stacked lineup of games that are like that that are jrpgs that are you know yeah. uh, japanese folks i understand the, i understand the problem they're in stuff but yeah. i just feel like yeah it didn't work for me as a conference overall outside of my own personal biases where i was just like this i mean is going I, I guess i'm just saying this is like again i don't think it was a, a good conference because there was so much filler and so many things that just went on too long pacing wise mm -hmm. and all that but i just feel like final fantasy 14 is a direct equivalent to elder scrolls online in Bethesda, and it's like when you start doing the again, Apple and that apples, went on way too long, too. <laughs> that's my point, though. It's like I, I just feel like, uh, in terms of, of real things that we got, I think that we got more from this one. Uh, and again, it comes down to me release dates, and it comes down to seeing gameplay, seeing actual demos on Bethesda. We didn't, we got we got Doom, right? Yeah. And it, but it's like Doom, we we expected that. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. with this, I feel the biggest letdown to me is not seeing gameplay for Avengers. Right. Um, and I, I like. I do think there was, was a lot of said. gameplay in there, though. I do think there were like snippets of stuff that maybe not well, with sure, moments from the game yeah, or whatever. I, I don't. Yeah, but not but, a HUD, not to see exactly. how to actually yeah, control. Still what that game is though, and that was why it was weird at the end to drop in. It's a live service, and you get to play co-op with your friends, and all the heroes are going to be friends. Like, wait, well, what? What's well, wait? What? what? what like, mean? how is this? Like, you just showed, you know. Iron Man on the bridge shooting shit and then talking about the Hulk. Am I? You know, are we doing the same thing at the same time? Are we in different places? Like, can we switch off between? And granted, characters? it's like, it's the reveal, so I guess they want you to come to the booth and play, and they want a reason for the IGN live show or whatever. When we when you go see it and play it for us to talk on the Gamescast about it. Yeah, like I understand. You know, you want to leave us hanging, but I could have definitely gone for a. Here's what we're doing. Here's how we're playing it. Yeah. Tamor from Gamespot pointed out that it was crazy that they were talking about like we're gonna have updates that are totally free and all this stuff, but they. They said that before they talked about what the game was. And yeah. it's just, it was a really weird presentation. It was weird how they set it up because the story looks awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, are we getting a Spider-Man type game from this? Yeah, when, and then, and then they, they, later when they drop the, the online stuff, it's like, huh. Yeah, those they, things, these don't compute together. The cutscene between uh, Banner and uh, Tony Stark Immediately, I thought, oh, we are getting this grand story that I really, really want to care about, and I'm super stoked to be inside of, but be in But then, yeah, and then they bring up, like, you know, four-player co-op, and we're dropping new heroes, and I think we saw uh, Black Panther in the back of a screenshot. 22 Thank minutes ago, Marvel's Avengers tweets, Marvel and Square Enix are excited to unveil Marvel's Avengers, an epic action-adventure game that combines cinematic storytelling with single-player and cooperative gameplay. So it sounds like there is a single-player component to it. Developed by Crystal Dynamics in collaboration with IDOS Montreal, uh, Nixie Software, and Crystal uh, Northwest. Yeah. It's just weird because the, everything that they showed makes it seem like Spider-Man. Because like, having that voice acting cast and the way that they, they talked about it up until the very end, it's like, oh, and even here, they're saying single player. It's like... So I guess, yeah, there's a... Well, yeah, there's a story too. And I'm trying to think... Yeah, but I guess the playability comes from, you know, dropping in new heroes and how do those dialogue uh you know how do the the cutscenes between characters evolve from yeah there? right because they were talking about every new hero and every new region will be free so you figure there's areas outside of the single player sections right that, that would be doing it you assume possibly I, I i just don't know so it's cinematic <laughs> storytelling with single player and cooperative gameplay i'm trying to think it's what are any of the game i was i want to oh like dc universe online obviously you can play dc universe online with other people as you level up and so it's i guess it's similar to maybe of like the division now stick with me or destiny of in the thing up to level cap right of the main story you can pretty much get through that on your own yeah Is i that played like 90 percent of right destiny like 2's story on my own exactly in dc universe online i played nine i would say pretty much all of it to level cap on my own yeah but i wonder if this is saying that is all there is a single player portion there's a co-op portion or if there's a single player story that's single player or if we're talking what we're talking about where it's there is a story you can play by yourself and you can add other people in. Yeah. I bet we're in a, I By the first interview at E3, you'll have more about this or when you go yeah. play it. I wasn't too uh, impressed visually uh, yeah. from, from what we saw, even in, in cutscenes. I was I, like, and mm. I, I'm not trying to be a dick and I know I, I'm a Sony pony and all that shit. I'm not even saying that. I think that's, again, what you talk about when you talk about a, hey, let's get this on everything. You know what I mean? Like, mm. hey, these work on PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Definitely. I think that's, that's when... I get excited. I know pe- people hate. Oh yeah, people hate exclusives. I understand that. Blah 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 blah. When when Do place, they? yeah, of course. 
I mean, I some, mean, yeah. A vocal not, minority on the internet hates okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the general sentiment, though. When people, when, they, when there was a Spider-Man for PlayStation from Insomniac, I was like, fuck yes. I'm like, that is going to be awesome because they're building it for one platform that will look awesome and play awesome and they don't have to worry about a b- million different variables. This is a million different variables on top of, cool, it's also online cooperative. We're adding new characters. We're doing, adding new areas. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting because uh, the, the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah. And we got the kind of tease in Spider-Man of the, the West Coast. Yeah. And you wonder uh, then. Stuff. And now, again, Bill Roseman, when he was on stage, let me dial it back, said, of course, that this is Crystal's interpretation, their unique interpretation. So, I, obviously, I think that was more to space it from the Avengers movies. Yeah. But I wonder if that also spaces it from the other games. That, yeah. Again, well, it, Taskmaster we see, and he looked he, very He does not look like Spider-Man's Taskmaster. Spider-Man, yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't love the way the character models looked, either. They... Uh, it, it, that's not even a visual thing. It's just more of a design choice. They all kind of look yeah. like, I don't know, like they had no necks or something. I, I, I agree with you with like the actual art style yeah. of it, but the designs, I liked that they were different from MCU because it, it's going to be very hard for us to be so familiar with Robert Downey Jr. and then hear Nathan Drake. That's how I felt with the Telltale Guardians game where like huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxies and suddenly these voice actors are different and they're they kind of look different as well like Drax is green or some bullshit and the like the yeah. humor's kind of like the movies but not really yeah, yeah they have like the tapes and everything yeah weird that's why I think it's just I think I think what they're talking about here right is a great move of what we saw was a day as they write here right and apparently the death of Captain America and then five years later right spacing us I mean I'm sure you're gonna play it and it's going to feel like the it feels like the Avengers at least in some respect right of what we saw of them all flying around doing shit together fighting on the Golden Gate Bridge and then it give you five years and get Kevin Coelho as Iron Man with his beard and overgrown <laughs> stuff and him yelling at Bruce Banner right stuff. like that's a great way of cool we understand that it's gonna be hard to separate uh, Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man, so we're giving you a very different interpretation of it. In the same yeah. way, like, that's what the t- the Guardian, uh, Telltale Guardians game failed to do. Mm. Where it was like, "Hey, it's our own story." But look, we're we're clearly jumping off of the back of this being, you know, the mm. Guardians franchise. And you're like, "Well, wait, this doesn't compute." If they do that, where you get in, there's touchstones to the Avengers, and then you're out. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good way to do it to separate you and give you their own story and have you build off. Well, of that's story wise, that looks awesome. Yeah, like, strange uh, experimental this, energy source for their helicarrier or whatever. It results in a tragedy. The Avengers are outlawed and disbanded. Five years later, the bad dudes show up and they have to reassemble. That's awesome. That's I mean, like, I feel like that's like a, a very cool take, especially to differentiate it, but still kind of have that same level of gravitas that yeah. Endgame had. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Like, cause all that's is so lost. Fresh in our, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, but this, this team's been together for a long time. The five year time jumps, like the scene of Bruce and Tony going back and forth. I'm like, this could be really cool. Like, them talking about yeah. Cap being dead. Like, yeah, do the Avengers pose a danger to there's society? There's a lot there. And before, when we were doing the pre show, I was talking about how, like, I'm not a games as a service guy. And, like, I would much prefer. For this to just be, hey, it's it's a narrative driven Spider Man type game, right? Yeah. But this could be the the thing that gets me into them, or not gets me into them, but at least like gets me playing one and like committing to it. Where if it is this ongoing story and, and similar to good ongoing comic series, is giving me this growing story that over the next couple of years is going to yeah. every I don't know I don't know like how often would you say 
division drop stuff every three months. Well, nowadays, month. like they do major drops. Yeah, I mean, whatever quarter for sure. I mean, like once that's a quarter, what they're going for. Yeah, like that could be cool to oh, drop sure. in and get like a, a substantial like new chunk update. of new missions. Yeah, because playing Spider Man, like I had a great time, and then the when, DLC they, did, when fun, they did right? the DLC, like they weren't all equal. Like sure. I would say that one and three were significantly better than two. Um, but like it was still fun to kind of jump back in. Oh yeah, and if they have a reason to play, a good enough reason to to play, and maybe I mean, even more often, like that could be fun. I the other day I was sitting at home. Right, and I had that thing where I'm jumping around my different games to play, and I did the normal thing that I do every so often. Where I decide, I'm like, today would be a great day for Marvel Heroes, which was jump in and just beat the shit out of things and get a new suit for Deadpool or Spider Man and swing around, right? And then they would do different drops. And if that's what this is going to be, where it is, yeah, there's a ma- there's a new area and a new hero and a new reason to per- turn it back on and go punch some bad guys or whatever. And I mean, that could be cool. That could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't do it for me. I don't know why that that feels like. S- something like that kind of feels like it lessens the importance of it. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I agree there too. Again, would... I'd still rather just be Uncharted, the Avengers game. Yeah. Saying that, right, you also like, well, how, how close is this going to get in a different way to Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Where right? yeah. we have Ultimate Alliance 3 coming out in July, which I can't wait for. And if that's the kind of thing they're giving us, because yeah, that's multiplayer. So is it the same idea that we're just jumping in and punching shit? Or are the new, what do they call them, areas, environments? Can't find my notes. Uh, oh, there it is. Every how new is... here in region, like, is that part of the story how is this going to be more than just a 90s arcade game where four of us get together and and play and just go left to right and you know punch things with our unique power and keep going forward but in 3d with cutscenes. and it's also the question of the same thing we need more the same thing (sighs) i think the twists and turns of like story beats are we're we're gonna differentiate it from a game that's more of an arcadey experience as opposed to like a single-player driven massive story that's you know gonna make you feel things mm-hmm. you know that's that's what i want that's yeah. what i'm hoping for may 15th i think a healthy release date for that i think that's it's realistic you know it's like not gonna get rushed next year's stacked february and yeah stacked absolutely. already man like from february to may we're like wow we're getting so many games now i can spy, cyberpunk's right behind that nuts man yeah it's gonna be exciting yeah, it's going to be interesting how this one goes. I, I need to know more. I need yeah. to see all the stuff. I need to know how they're talking about this game. It's good we're going to get to play. It's good there's going to be gameplay on the internet soon, but like like I, I feel like it's a, a choice they didn't show gameplay here. And that's, oh, yeah. That's not then good. that's not a good sign at all. Yeah, that's not, they showed yeah. way more gameplay of Final Fantasy VII than I expected them to. Yeah, so. that's the dangerous part, right, is if that you're not showing, hey, you can play it at the booth. Well, why aren't you showing us the gameplay right now? Yeah. Like, what is going, like, what, what are you hiding? What am I seeing at the booth? Yeah. Is it cooperative stuff or is it single player stuff or is that the same stuff? Because there's a lot of times that we talk about when it comes to press conferences of, oh, well, if you're going to do gameplay, don't make us sit through it. Like, just say and we can go watch it somewhere else and do that. That's for games that, like, we've heard about before. Like, for Avengers, it's like, no, no, no. People are here. People are waiting to see this. Let us see it here. You know, like even yeah. if it's like a, a cut down trailer of gameplay, like to show you. How I, I definitely would have, could have gone for the Final Fantasy seven treatment of this. Yes. Where I was like, cool, you've seen all that. And when they were like well, another the Golden Gate Bruce, when they were like another glimpse of gameplay, I was hoping it was going to be they pick up the sticks or somebody in a you know pre can demo. Yeah, here's your ultimate ability. And when yeah, that yeah, happens, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that would have been yeah cool. I, I feel like um, Spider-Man, when we first saw it there, like I even feel like that we saw more things that were like, that can't be gameplay. Right. And then immediately they came out there and were like, it is though. It is like when they're jumping through and the 
glasses breaking all that yeah, like that window. that is gameplay yeah. and then the yeah, next yeah, yeah. year uh when we got the the bigger like blowout of the gameplay of, of spider-man it was like well, this is a lengthy demo but i right. just feel like we're not going to get that chance well no because we this don't is have the last e3 right before yeah. the other now granted i guess they could do their own show well what own um this, own you're the guy disney d323 is that a thing yeah you're right that actually, could be a thing they could, but they, that's not games though. That's not when all I that's sure. not the Square Enix press conference that has been completely marketed as the event. But again, debut. here's the next question too: Is that all right? They're demoing it at the booth. They've said as much. Mm-hmm. You assume that's somebody playing the game, and then when they go to IGN, when they go to Gamespot, when they go to these live shows, are they demoing the game there? Like, is this the normal thing where we're now? Granted, I know you and I talk about how a press conference should be structured. Are we doing the thing where we're? devouring all the information now being like there's not enough when their plan is this week to intersperse more now granted I, I just think be, this all eyes were on this i agree a thousand so percent like, that's i'm not arguing you i don't Bill we didn't need He's a 15 minute demo i would have preferred that yeah. but the game awards somebody calls out to i could have at least had a uh comic-con comic-con though yeah that's true the salty part of me is mad that like all these other games got way more time than the one game that we really cared about you is know there, that's is there any chance that uh playstation does some event or Sony does Yeah, there could be another oh, one yeah. of the PlayStation. Like uh, it's data place. Yeah. Yeah, and they do, you're right. Good call, yeah. Kev. Yeah, they have the beta access or the bonuses and goodies or whatever they were talking about. Hmm. Yeah, there's still a lot of places to show it, but I 1000% yeah. agree with Tim Geddes that yes, like, this is E3. All eyes are on you. We want you to do this. I, again, I think this is, I think Final Fantasy, even as a guy who's like not a Final Fantasy fan, right? I thought Final Fantasy 7's presentation was great. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, Showed so much. It, got the excitement of the beginning of like mm-hmm. select remake or whatever. And then this one was a great first look. Definitely could have used more. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get to that Twitch chat, I just want to say thank you very much for sticking with us for these pre and post shows. We'll be back tomorrow at 845 a.m. Pacific time for the pre-show to Nintendo's direct for E3 2019. Uh, you can follow us at Kind of Funny Vids. There's a little follow button you can click here. We'd really, really appreciate if you did that. It would help us a lot. Uh, we do a lot of stuff after E3 as well forever. So thank you for everything. Bye. I love you. you. Good See night. you tomorrow, Nintendo. Animal Crossing or We Riot. And now, let's just get into it. Starting at the top. Game by game now? Game by game. Final Fantasy VII. Remake. Remake. March 3rd, 2019. That intro title, like the the game screen at the beginning. Yes. Whatever's idea that was. That was the thing. uh, When we saw the stage immediately, I was like, they need to have some levels of hype to this or else it's not worth it. That was the only real thing they did with it that was interesting. But... I thought I was worth it because yeah. that that definitely got me hyped. I th- feel like everything they showed was fantastic. That I was already sold in the game, obviously, but this exceeded my expectations from a game like, gameplay perspective. It looks super fun. I loved all the additions to the story. Knowing Final Fantasy VII so well, I liked that I had questions. Like I liked that it looked like it was kind of opening the lore up um, and making things a bit more modern that aren't stuck in a, in a weird 1996-1997 world yeah. of translation errors and, and things like that. Um, but I will say the one real question I had going into this was what is the release strategy for this game? And it's still weird and ambiguous to me. They said there's two Blu-ray discs worth of content. And then immediately the sentence after he was like, so the first game is going to be just Midgar. And then they kind of stopped talking about the rest of it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. that's really, really vague. weird. Yeah, it's they weird said, and vague. Yeah, they said there's enough content here to sort of uh, be its own game. To sort of be, become its own single player campaign story or whatever the hell that means. 
which is cool and exciting. I'm sure like that's really cool to be able to be in Midgar that much more and have yeah. and build on uh, yeah, build on what you stuff, know. Yeah. yeah, but on top of that though, so for Final Fantasy VII, the percentage of that game, I would say that Midgar is twenty five percent of the game. Yeah. Midway, Tim. and then the rest of the, there's seventy five percent left. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand how they're gonna make that balance work out where. Have to, like without one fart, pe- one fart, <laughs> one, one part BTB. feeling way too drawn out, or the other part feeling way too rushed. Yeah, because they specifically said it's on two Blu-ray discs. Yeah, which it's was like, the well, way it's a digital world it. we're in. So, uh, well, that's just a lot of big ass textures. Tim, that's, is there maybe any that's chance, all it means. Is there any chance that it's more than two games? I mean, it is, but they they why would they say two Blu-ray discs? Like again, all I'm saying is this was ambiguous and weird and didn't answer the questions. Having the title, it didn't say part one. It yeah. said Final Fantasy VII remake. We saw the box art, right? So like that's so weird. weird. Are these all going to be a bunch of sixty dollars releases? That's fine if you build this as a trilogy mm. or a duology or whatever you want it to be. But like. Yeah. At least like be upfront about what it is. Yeah. And like we joked about like oh like they probably like. They won't answer it when uh, when they come on stage, and they actually did not really answer it when they came Shocker. on stage. Yeah, wow. it was so fucking Aren't weird. Dual layered uh, Blu-ray discs too. Like, isn't that a thing? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really but I mean, the, the discs discs don't matter though. Like, whatever amount of discs is like, it was three discs only, on CD when they it first only came out said on that just to you know give the audience a, uh, yeah, an idea big. of how big it is. You know, right. that's all it was. But I had the idea though that like the two discs weren't one game. Like, the way that they phrased it made it seem like the first one is Midgar. Uh, oh. Here's what I got for you, all right? Press release? Yeah. Let's Final go, Fantasy VII Remake is a reimagining of the iconic original game that redefined the RPG genre, diving deeper into the world and its characters than ever before. The first game in this project will be set in the eclectic city of Midgar and presents a fully standalone gaming experience that provides a great starting point to the series. Along with unforgettable characters and a powerful story, Final Fantasy VII Remake features a hybrid battle system that merges real-time action with strategic command-based combat. To watch this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Then it's into special edition details. Then it's into pre-orders. Then it's into the cast. Voice actor. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake will be available first for the PlayStation 4 system on March 3rd, 2020 with English, Japanese, French, and German voiceover. Blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So forth. Yeah, nothing so about no answers. <laughs> yeah, that, it's sorry. Just I'm reading live. I'm no, 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 it's just, it's just it's bizarre that they're they're being this weird. Like it's like, oh, all right, are we gonna get Final Fantasy VII remake and then Final Fantasy VII two remake, like remake two? I don't like, I don't even know. It's Square. No, I would not leave this happen <laughs> to come up with some weird ass names. But um, all that stuff aside, I was blown away by that. the The music sounds amazing. Yes. I love that it's fully or- orchestral. New arrangements that they were making of stuff. The the voice acting I enjoyed a lot. I like the changes to the dialogue. I like. I think the character models look awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, not the biggest fan of the Advent Children style over the original, um, but seeing this, it feels like a nice mix. And seeing Tifa like makes me be like, all right, yes. they're, they're still being true to the original Final Fantasy VII. So. Like that hit all the right marks for me, with the exception of the information on how the release is gonna. Yeah, it looks super go. exciting. As somebody who doesn't care that much about Final Fantasy, I will definitely play this game. I think the the action sequences. Uh, one minor nitpick: I feel like that one boss battle with that spider robot Scorpion. went on a little too long. But aside from that, I just everything looked awesome. The effects, the you know the the way the combat was represented, I thought I thought the game looks really good. I love how quippy it was. I love that in that boss fight, they were constantly going back and forth yeah. between Barrett and Cloud, and I think that that's something that, with the look of Advent Children, which is so much darker and more emo and more 
hot topic it's so than, desaturated than uh, the original game was. The original game, like you know, because it had so many different art styles and so much uh, restrictions and limitations on how it, how it could look. I feel like so much of the character came through the quirkiness of the dialogue and the very Japanese things that they did. And Advent Children really felt like their Tetsuya Nomura was going through his like high school phase of like. But now I'm all dark. And, yeah. and, and, and when you see Cloud, you're like, you don't look like the fun, loving Cloud you were in the beginning of Seven here. But hearing them talk back and forth, I'm like, maybe we're, we're going to get some of that. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting to me. Um, yeah, March 3rd, 2019. I believe it. Yeah. Question I want to say. I, I think I do. I mean, the fact that it seems limited to Midgar, I'm like, all right, that's all we've seen for the last five years now. Um, <laughs> like, I imagine, like, we've seen this Scorpion boss fight at PSX 20. 20- 16. Yeah. I'd like to imagine that a week ago they're like, should we just do Midgar? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just keep it a Midgar. (laughs) Like, let's not make anything else. It's 2020. I keep saying 2019. Sorry, chat. Um, But anyway, that was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Life is Strange 2. Yep. Cool. Hey, guys, remember, this is still out very slowly, limping out. (laughs) Every few months, you get a new episode. (sighs) You saw Jacksepticeye. We did see Jack at Jacksepticeye. Yeah. Anything? Doesn't do anything for you? I thought it was a weird. Pr- I mean, yes, there's a game that's already out that's continuing to limp out. I mean, they didn't even remind you of the release dates. They're just like, it's out now, kind of. Yeah. All right, great. A bunch of streamers <laughs> like it. Great. Thank you. Yeah, your release is not great for this. You should have put less time between them or you should have put them out all at once. Games are hard, man. They are. I'm not saying they're not hard. I'm not <laughs> taking away anything from Don't Nod. You know, I love Don't Nod, but it's just like, if I'm the guy who's like, oof, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Like, that's a bad sign. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Crystal Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. Uh, we've heard about this before during the Nintendo Direct where they announced all the Final Fantasy right. ports. Um, I don't know if we've heard about the iOS and mobile stuff before, but it sounds like it's out now. Cool. That's for you. Go for it. Octopath Traveler on Steam. We knew it was coming to PC. I don't think we knew it was out now on Steam. Didn't we? Did we? I thought I don't so. Know. That's another thing that I... Pretty sure they did. I thought that was that, another one where I was just like, it's oh, a really? Reminder. We're reminding us? Uh, then Last Remnant remastered, uh, coming to Switch tonight. That's a, another one of those things where like the, I don't even that, remember what that looks like. Yeah. But the people that do love it. Sure. And, like it this is definitely the, it, a big thing up, for them. I was like shout out to those fans because they fucking love that game. Yeah, so. June seventh, yeah. Octopath came to Steam. Cool. Uh, but yeah, this is. I love how many remaster games are here that weren't yep. expected right. necessarily. Last Remnant being one of them. Switch Knight, cool. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 went oh on for approximately nine years. I was the narrator and I was talking <laughs> about how big it is. You make uh, jokes, but he's dead now. And then a demo June 27th. Yeah. Uh, July that, 12th released in. For that one. Um, I could not care less about that. I enjoyed it on P- uh, Vita. Yeah, PS Vita. But uh, I'm not in any need to go back to it. Uh, then Dragon Quest Eleven, we've seen for the ten thousandth freaking time for coming to coming to Switch. Um, no it has the the most bizarre name ever. I didn't even write it all down, but it's Dragon Quest. There's not enough letters. Eleven like Revenant of the something S something edition. Blah blah blah. It's coming to Switch. Still don't have a release date, but it's it's this fall. Um, and then Circuit Superstars 2020. This is kind of Square's little cute little racer part yeah, of their collective like, little art style. Yeah, their collective. And by the way, we haven't talked about this on any show. What the fuck, EA? Like you have your little EA originals, right? That they've been having like the last couple of years, like a way out Where was and, Yarny? And, and Yarny and all that stuff. And then they don't have a press conference this year, but then they announced three originals. Yeah, they had they. It was very weirdly messaged for EA Play where 
they had a panel afterwards that was EA Originals panel and put out a bunch of stuff there. I thought that was like, what? Why? That's a good look. Why wouldn't you do that during EA Play when all eyes are on you? Similar to what we're talking about with Avengers. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, yeah, Sir especially with me interviewing people between stuff. Yeah. Hey, we have I don't know how many they announced three or four or something like that, right? Like three. So why they not the next game from the away? Just creators. put more of those interviews in there. And I, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Did we need Trevor Noah talking about FIFA? I would rather use that time for hey, here's three games. Yeah. Weird. What do I know? Or just add another half hour. I just did a successful showcase. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. You know um, what? But yeah, Circuit Superstars 2020 had a cool art style. It looks kind of like that uh, SNES game that Andre from Game Explain loves. The RC Pro-Am. Okay. Yeah, a little top-down. Sure. Cars. Yeah, yeah, I don't enjoy it looks those. like you control the, uh, the pit crew and stuff like that. I don't know. Looks cute. That could be fun. Uh, Battalion 1944 Eastern Front is on Steam now. Then Square Enix Music, we knew that, uh, they, that it was on Spotify as of last week, but they had a little commercial for it. It's coming everywhere. That was a, ni- a little cool. nice commercial. I yeah, I didn't hate it. Because yeah. like, usually those commercials like, yeah. overstay their welcome or are weird. But this I, don't know, I, didn't see spoke it. I think it was fans. like the one bright light in the middle of this whole thing. Uh, and then Kingdom Hearts 3. Remind DLC coming winner and how did they do it again? How did they not have sound effects in that not freaking trip? It was so distracting. They didn't even have voiceover. It was just just words on the screen. Like, Guys, these like, works so far. Why change it now? Michael, if it ain't broke. Like Michael, the last two, uh, the last eight trailers have had no sound effects. You got to make sure you enable them on this one. Like, all right, gotcha, boss. And, and it still went out. Yeah. Said, Michael, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was really really bizarre. Um, I, it does not get me excited at all by watching that. Like I, I don't new gameplay though, right? That's so it's know. yeah, it's new gameplay. Um, but a lot of it was just kind of the it's the end of the game of Kingdom Hearts three, but just from other players' perspectives that like you're kind of like fighting with wow. at the end. It's like near automata. And uh, like like that's fine, but I don't know. I I thought that was a very weird way to to show that. But I mean, very much kind of like that's their thing. That's what that is do. their thing. <laughs> they, for better, they badly show things or for worse. Um, and then speaking of badly showing things, uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, July 2019. Shadowbringers. Crowd went crazy. People love that game. Good for them. Weird yeah. trailer that was like, had an f- Instagram filter on it the whole time. Right. It also lasted seven minutes. Um, you know what? My brain was going to say, yeah, and there was that like cat lady in the hood, but no, that was uh, Bethesda. That was Elder Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But before we move on, let me tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by 23andMe. Uh, Father's Day is right around the corner, and 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift. For a limited time, get $50 off a 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit through June 17th. If you buy a kit for yourself, too, you and your dad can connect and celebrate your shared genetic similarities. But more importantly, differences. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, I loved using this. Greg used it as well. Sure did. It's cool being able to see all the different weird traits that we have. Um, things like how uh, likely we are to get mosquito bites. How, <laughs> how pink you get? I get very pink. Yeah. As you can see. You can discover how genes can influence well-being Damn, and lifestyle really choices right now. <laughs> with insights into genetic weight, muscle composition, and sleep quality. And more, I don't have great sleep quality, turns out. Trade reports give insights into how genetics can affect mosquito bite frequency, motion sickness, fear of heights, and more. Wellness reports can help make informed decisions about health, so that could help your dad for Father's Day. Help your dad, guys. Explore where DNA is from out of over a thousand regions worldwide with the most comprehensive genetic ancestry breakdown on the market. You can even opt in to connect with people who share the same DNA. 
Uh, this Father's Day, get $50 off 23andMe's health and ancestry kit at 23andMe.com slash games. That's the number 23andMe.com slash games. Again, 23andMe.com slash games. Slash games. Offer ends June 17th. And shout out to Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right opportunity to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. Dot com. Back to the show. Get there. Dying Light 2, Spring 2020. Yep. Cool. How do we not, not have a release date still? It's another Who knows? One. Who knows? It's just like, I get that they might not be ready, but at the same time, it's like... You should be ready. Have you been following this game closely? No, but I, I saw it uh, behind closed doors last year at E3. Is it very? Is it not as much about zombies? Is it more about people now? Aren't they all right? Like I don't. One of those I mean, like the last like, one was the zombies, I mean, it was but then very it's much like, about the real enemies, the humans, man's inhumanity to yeah. man. It, the, the demo they showed me very much was that. It was okay. like there's like camps of people. I just like, haven't kept up. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It looked cool last year when I saw it, but. Like seeing it now, I'm just like, wow, it's still not done. All right, and spring 2020, like, where are you gonna yeah, answer that? It seems like a game that's gonna just fall through, just with everything else around it. Just like you, it'll be right <gasps> in the middle. Oh, oh, romancing saga three and romancing saga Scarlet something or other. Uh, Grace are coming soon for the first time ever in the West. That's another Jared Petty thing where I'm sure he was very, very low, a lot of a lot of claps like uh, the Nutty Professor's mom. Um, oh, Final yeah, Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Vidians is what I wrote. <laughs> I have War of the Visions, but I'm not sure if War that's right either. Probably one of the DNS right next to each other. It's a good chance it's neither. <laughs> but it was weird because they showed the trailer and it looked like Fall Fantasy Tactics, but it wasn't. And then yeah. it was a mobile game, and that could be cool if it's tactics on mobile. But then I was like, War of the Visions know. is correct. Okay, War of the Visions. <laughs> I wouldn't put a passive. I wouldn't put it past them to what be. What a nonsense. There's like a different consonant in there. <laughs> There's like three L's and two Q's and stuff. Uh, and then we got Outriders Summer 2020 uh, from People Can Fly. Cool. Um, I mean, I thought the trailer looked cool, that that uh, cinematic, but we did not need to do the developer deep dive. Yeah. Like, I felt well, like that deep was... Dive. De- developer, very shallow dive. Sure. You saw yeah. them do it playing for a second. You're like, oh, can I see the... Oh, I see you saw, like, pictures of people's screens of them working yeah, yeah. on it, but it's like, we didn't need that at no, all. Not man. at all. Yeah, no. like, I, I thought it looked really cool, though. I think the premise of, like, this weird sort of post-apocalyptic thing with giant-ass monsters with, like, a big vagina on their chest Jesus. or whatever it was. It had yeah. teeth, though. It had teeth, Kevin. Oh, no. Teeth, too. No. Man, be careful. Teeth. Not a fan of teeth at all. Uh, and then Oninaki is coming August 22nd, 2019. 
as far as I understand, that's a new property, totally. Sure. Uh, and then Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. I can't believe they're doing this, man. It's like it's been years and years now. Like remember PSX when they announced Final Fantasy VII Remastered, and mm-hmm. everyone was just like, "What?" That was such a tease that it yeah. was going to be a remake, and it wasn't. We're so many years past that. Where now Final Fantasy X, Ten Two have been remastered uh, and ported a million times, and now they're on everything. Twelve's remastered, ported on everything. Nine remastered, ported on everything. Eight was the one that. I thought had no chance in hell of ever ever coming back, and most of it's because of weird licensing issues. Yep. Um, the fact that the original code was like lost on on PC wow, and whatever, scary. like that type of stuff. But there it is, man. They they made it happen. Like this is a a huge deal to people. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I I know not only you, but I've seen it all over the internet. Of like, give us Final Fantasy VIII remaster. Give us Final Fantasy VIII, and it's really cool. It's that not my favorite. They're getting that. It is. It is actually one of my least favorite. But Eleven's your favorite, right? I fucking hate you so goddamn. <laughs> uh, God, but, God, but this is this is big news. Uh, yeah, like you got your Zach Ryan's out there who f- fucking adore this game, and it, it, it's exciting for them. And it definitely is the underdog of the golden age of Final Fantasy. So it's cool to finally see it be brought up with uh, its brothers and sisters. Which ones have been remastered? I mean, at this point, all of them except nine. As far as I remember, wasn't actually remastered. Okay, let me, it was yeah, just kind of ported. Let, let me go back. Not remastered. Just like ported. Yeah, all of them. Like dude. recent yeah. ports except for eight. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. really cool. No, and I mean, a lot of them have been like HD remastered, yeah. like 10, 10, 2, 12. So, um, yeah, nine had a weird, yeah, it was just a kind of an HD kind of up res yeah. thing. It's like but, a port, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, man. I, I, that's cool. That's awesome. And then, where are we at here? Oh, yeah. Marvel Avengers. Finally made it. It was as long recapping it as it was watching it. Um, I have more information for you. Mm-hmm. This is from Marvel.com. Uh, they have the release and the trailer can up. Can you trust them? Yeah, I think you can. Marvel's Avengers is a unique take on these iconic superheroes, including Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor. This character-driven story celebrates authentic Marvel heroism and humanity in a cinematic campaign filled with single-player and co-op missions. So it sounds like it's mission by mission inside of this story that you you can play either by yourself or with other people hmm. like That's separate the way they make it sound like in a cinematic campaign filled with single player and co-op missions uh, unlock powerful hmm. skills and new gear to build your ideal version of Earth's mightiest heroes when combined with original fan favorite and classic outfits uh, there are nearly limitless ways to customize these iconic heroes. No, you don't like that? Oh, I don't like that at all. It, now it strikes me as you're gonna run into the same problem as Marvel Heroes, where cool Spider-Man's getting these better web shooters or masks, and there's no change to what he looks like. You're just putting the shit on, and it's giving you yeah. a stat buff. Like, because again, that would make sense with it being like a Destiny, Destiny or a Division or whatever is a loot grind, right? The loot treadmill. Yeah. But if you're not, well, we saw the Iron Man spacesuit with the white suit. Sure, that's a good point. But maybe that's just a suit. Maybe, maybe that's, that's story just based. that mission. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that would. I I think that there would be some visual customization. You think so? To it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah, I don't think that's that, the way to make it work. I don't really think they can do it without it. Like, yeah, but see, I I think that there will be different suits for sure. But I think that the if Cap if Cap gets better and, gloves, do his gloves yeah, look different on his suit? Dead. Great point. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Shit, fine. if Iron Man gets different gauntlets, does his gauntlet look different? Hmm. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, I get to play Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers this week. Wow. Wish I was going. What? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a shame. Three, it's a shame. Shame, shame three. we didn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it now. Captain America isn't really dead. Yeah, for sure, dude. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess why would they have them up there? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Gamescast post-show analysis for Square Enix. Tomorrow we will be back bright and early, 8.45 a.m. for the Twitch pre-show of the Nintendo Direct. Then we'll do a watch-along in the Nintendo Direct. Then we'll do a post-show analysis of the Nintendo Direct. Uh, if you need to see more of us in, in between that time, I highly recommend you go over to youtube.com slash Games. Watch the Kind of Funny Games Showcase yeah. E3 2019. It's now live. It's done. It's over. Congratulations, Greg. You did it. You made the magic Congratulations happen. to all of us. We, we all it. worked really, really hard on this. Uh, very, very, very proud of it. Uh, but definitely check it out. Every view on that YouTube video is going to go a very long way for us to be able to keep doing that project um, and to get, you know, more developers on board, bigger developers on board, like the, all, all of the things. So we love you enjoyed guys. Tim Schafer's last appearance in it. Yeah. He'll never what get off the indie? Xbox team. It's, Not it's you. selling out. That's Not what it you. is, according to Tim Schafer. Anyway, see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us all day during E3. We love you. Bye.